Hey guys, welcome back to the brand new mail series where over the next 10 weeks I will be chatting to some of the industry's leading alpha minds to find out what really goes on behind closed doors and get their opinions on men's mental health. As always, I really hope you enjoy this series and show these guys an abundance of your support. This is a safe space for these guys to chat openly and if you find any of the tips or opinions useful, please make sure to show some love by liking, tagging and sharing. Enjoy guys. Hey guys, so today I'm with the lovely Christian Chapman. If you don't already know him, you should. Um, this guy I've known for a little while now. He actually came into my life through my coach. Um, massive inspiration, has a really good story, which is why I wanted to involve him in the, the, this male series for mental health, which he was right on for joining in with. Um, so do you want to give a little intro to yourself and how you found your way into bodybuilding? Okay, so firstly, thanks for having me on. Appreciated. Um, so, yeah, Christian Chapman, coached by Christian on Instagram. I don't really use anything else. I do have a YouTube channel, but it's such effort. And to be <laughs> honest, I, don't, I just don't see how these people have the time to do it. It takes so long. But I did do like a load during lockdown. Um, so, if you do want to go on there, just type in Christian Chapman, you, sh- you should find me. Um, and there's some cooking tips on there because that's what everyone wants to know normally. So, um, and how did I come into bodybuilding? So, I was, I've been through a bit of everything um, in stages. So, when I was very young, I was anorexic, um, and then I was very overweight, and that's what got me into the gym in the first place. And I lost like a load of weight. Um, again, just through. I found someone who was, who was at the gym who was willing to help me. It was a very bro diet, but I was always into like lifting weights and I wanted to be like a bigger guy. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately I was just always fat. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I always liked that kind of look. Um, yeah. No real specific like moment in time. I was like, Oh my God, I've got to do that. Um, just my mom and dad always used to go to the gym that they, they stay on top of their health, all that sort of stuff. So, I kind of just got that from them and then started. You watch YouTube and you see magazines and stuff, don't you? So that's yeah. essentially what got me into it. And then I've literally been obsessed ever since. I've got a really addictive personality. So once I like doing something and I see a result, I have to take it to like extremes. Yeah. And that obviously correlates with past eating stuff. So yeah, if I'm going to do so, I'll just go to fucking town on it. She has its positives, but it has its negatives. Yeah, well, that was actually my, the next part to the next question was, how has this lifestyle impacted you pr- with pros and cons? And ideally okay. mentally, but physically, obviously, um, since you've had, you've kind of touched two different areas, obviously you'll, you'll be healthier physically yeah. um, within reason. Um, so what That's were the, the pros and cons? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's the healthiest. No, sport. I wouldn't necessarily. That's what I said. Within reason, it's not necessarily yeah. the healthiest. Yeah, and that's both physically and mentally. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the day you start the gym is the day you're forever small. 
because yeah. you don't see yourself like how others see you. Yeah. Like, which is difficult, but I've got better at that over time. But at the start, I was just like, I just look like shit. I just look like shit. Like, it didn't matter how I looked to anyone else. I just look shit. Um, but how in, how it's affected it um, in a good. We'll do pros first. Um, I think you get sort of like relentless with everything that you do, which is, I think is a good thing. And um, being able to just follow a process, I think, helps you in day to day life. You become very um, goal orientated and structured. Every, every day has a structure. I write down the night before exactly yeah. what I'm going to do that next day, um, at what time put it into lists of what's important and what's not. Um, and if I get that done, yeah, it's a bonus. So I think it makes you incredibly organized, which I think it is a good thing. Yeah. But in turn, when things don't go to plan sometimes and you have to come away from the routine, your head can go fucking meltdown. Yes. Which is like a major flaw. And I think it happens to more people than than you'd think yeah um but i remember when this was really bad for me i don't think it is anymore now i can just wing it and it's like well if i've got to eat later i'll just eat later whereas before i'd be like oh my god i'm gonna wake up heavier it's gonna affect this it's gonna affect that all of this shit yeah what is the fucking point it's just one day yeah you know yeah I'll, i'll try and be not religious but meticulous that's the word um but i also know that like shit happens sometimes that's life yeah yeah exactly and i I recognized it was getting like really out of hand a couple of years ago like i just couldn't do anything out of routine i was so scared all the time that i thought to myself right what's like the scariest thing i could do (laughs) right now yeah because i know i needed to sort it out because it would it affects everything relationships with your family a partner whatever and they just think you're fucking mental um so i booked a holiday on my own to the furthest possible place i could think <laughs> at the time and i just i went to miami on my own for a week i booked it for like the month after i was like fuck it because that that is so out of my comfort zone yeah go somewhere i haven't got a clue where it is I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know how I'm going to get my food. I don't know where the closest supermarket is. I don't know where the gym is. But I was like, it might help me. <laughs> so yeah. It was a risk. Um, and I swear, the day before, I was like, I ain't going. No chance. <laughs> I, I was so scared. And then I got there, and it's probably the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Because you, you just take your own routine, and you can put it anywhere. Yeah. And if you have to cut it a little bit, are you going to die? No. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes you need to live a little. Um, and since that, I've done a lot of holidays on my own. But um, I think doing that like, really helped. Yeah. Uh, so cons-wise to this lifestyle is you can get so consumed by it all. Yeah. So anal that you end up spinning your wheels and not making progress. Yeah. Because you've become so, oh, my God, do I add food today? Or do I add this? Or do I take this away? What training split should I do? What cardio amount? Should I take cardio away? Like, you just go into fucking meltdown. Overdrive. Overdrive. Yeah. 
and you're never going to get anywhere. And I didn't for a long time. I used yeah. to think I train so fucking hard and I eat all this food and blah, 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 and I'm just not growing. And then I got a coach and grew within like a fucking week by doing yeah. probably half the amount of stuff I was doing and eating double the amount I was doing. And I was, when he sent me that, I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. But again, it was like booking a holiday. So I think I was going to, that was actually going to be part of that question was, so do you think it's down to education? Yeah. I, I like wish being I, a bit more educated on what you're doing? Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I wasn't going blind. No, but, what I mean is that because you've had that sort of someone else looking onto what you're doing, even though you had the knowledge or some knowledge, having somebody else looking upon you and giving you that extra education, it's kind of given you that comfort of, right, I know what I've got to do now, yeah. rather than doing everything yeah. and seeing nothing. The main thing is, is I don't have to think. Yeah. Here's the plan, go and do it, okay. Yeah. I don't have to think, which means that in turn I don't have to stress. Yeah, yeah. I just do what it says on there. Yeah, and I think a lot of people underestimate the importance of having a coach. Um, 100%. They totally underestimate. Like, I mean, I don't have competing in my diary at all right now because I've got other goals right now. But I still have my coach because she's always going to be far more educated than what I am and what I need to do. Um, yes, I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I could probably make my own meal plan, but would I be looking at it the right way? Probably not. Would I make the right changes? Probably not. Um, and as you say, it's a comfort having somebody who does know what they're doing. And I'm not, it means that I'm not going to the gym. I'm not doing cardio and seeing nothing from it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing it with, with education behind it and somebody guiding that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I, in my opinion, anybody who's looking to do some form of change in their lifestyle or change in their physique should have somebody in their life. It's the same with anything. If you want to achieve anything, you should have a mentor or somebody who's done it already yeah. and knows what you're talking about. Well, 90% of my clients have no plan of ever stepping on a bodybuilding stage. Yeah. They just want guidance and reassurance and accountability. Yeah. And I don't compete. You yeah. know, it doesn't stop me getting in that condition. But like yeah. I know that that's, that's not my like goal. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. My goal is just to be better. Yeah. Simple. And that and that's the thing, like I think a lot of people think, Oh, I'm not going to compete or I'm not going to do this, so there's no point in me having a coach. Well, no, you're missing the point entirely. Half the people who want to compete could pro- could probably technically do it themselves. Yeah. Um, however, the whole point is if you want to achieve something and you don't know how to do it, you should be willing to put the that money into the value that person's going to bring to your life for a change. Yeah. Um and doing your research and having the right coach makes all the difference. Cause I mean, I, like I know loads of guys that, especially in gyms that I've trained in in the past and they're just mindlessly doing stuff and then in turn mindlessly putting stuff in their bodies because they yeah. don't have any form of guidance as to what that's actually doing. There's, in my opinion, it's each to their own. If they want to use fine, but make sure you've got somebody who's telling you how to do it properly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not just, chucking stuff into the good for Ibiza or whatever. Um, yeah. And I see that a lot. And I mean, I had family members who did that a lot and I was like, right, stop it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. And it's like, 
Like I go to my coach, Joe, for a, like very specific reasons. One, I knew him before anyway. Yeah. We, get we have in turn become like best mates. Yeah. Which is great. Um, but his knowledge on everything is yeah. just stupid. Okay. Sometimes I receive a check-in from him and I'm like, mate, you're going to need to dumb it down a little bit for me. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm like, what? Hold on, like, mind blown. But I want to learn as much from him so I can implement it into who I deal with and stuff like that. And because and, I know if I learn, I'm going to be better, aren't I? So, um, and for the stuff that he does specialise in, he, I don't think there's anyone better. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's always a good thing. I think that's an important thing to have with a coach. Kind of sidetracked there, but I do think that's... I think when it comes to being in this industry, whether it be to compete or not, I think it's important to have a coach for the cons purpose because yeah. your coach is going to be there to pick up those cons and kind of shrug you off when you need it yeah. and tell you when you should be resting and tell you when you need to take a step back and... Oh, in turn tell you when you need to go a little bit harder and you're just kind of slacking um, and yeah, look you never have to say that to me yeah, that to, he tells me to fucking slow down yeah erin's the same with me i was like you know I, I could do more steps i could do more cardio he's like well i don't want you to so don't i'm like right okay i was like i feel yeah. great though i should feel like <laughs> I know Erin's exactly the same with me um so yeah no it's, it's always a good thing to have with your coach so with that is there any previous where you were talking about how you've been you've been really skinny and you've been you've been larger large and in charge as I like to say um is there any previous mental health issues you feel okay to share yeah anything you're working through currently okay I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there and this is accountability myself. Like currently, I'm in the best position I ever have been. Good. And you, know, you know from yeah. the past, man. Like I was a mess, mm. <laughs> really bad. And I, in terms of like bodybuilding stuff, like it's probably mainly like eating stuff. Just in like, general, just uh, it's just about Christian. I don't really actually care about the bodybuilding. It's just about Christian. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I really like, I come across as like, this guy does just not give a fuck. I really do. Yeah. Okay. And people would think this guy doesn't give a shit on anyone's opinion about him. And I do really bad. Yeah. Like, apart, well, only from people who I like respect myself. Yeah. It's just some fucking idiot on Instagram. I don't really care. Yeah. But someone like personal and stuff like that, then yeah, I, I take it really bad. And I think I let um, situations like over consume me big time and I'll wrap myself up in it and I never talk about it ever. Um, and it's, it's mainly stemmed from relationships, um, not like family, like intimate relationships with people. Yeah. Because I don't, I can count, maybe one relationship that has not ended catastrophically. Yeah. With, oh, I don't even know if it's too much info, but like without me being the one hurt because they've been unfaithful. Yeah. And there's only so many times that can happen for it to like, not affect, like it's going to affect, yeah. Yeah, affect you. And I remember like 
I'm the kind of if, if I'm down, you're gonna fucking know about it. <laughs> like Yeah. And I also I think I rub off on people as well. If I'm around someone and I'm down, they're gonna be down. Because I'm if I'm the life and soul of the party, everyone's fucking happy. Yeah. And it was constantly going into work and people are like, Man, you just don't look yourself and all this sort of stuff. And then when you bottle things up, bottle things up, bottle things up, like one day you are gonna fucking explode. And I was just like, I remember going into work one day and I was like, I can't be here. Like, and I, I pulled my boss aside at the time. And he's good with stuff like this. He knew everything about me. Relationships, everything. We'd speak about everything. And then I ended up opening up and he was like, man, like, I was like a mess for months. And it, I didn't realise how much of a mess I was before it, it, I exploded. Yeah, yeah. Because then you actually take a step back and look like, man, I was so fucked up. <laughs> you don't realize at the time how much these situations and things that happen to you affect your like mental state. Of course. I was ready to just jump out the fucking window of my house. Yeah. And just like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Because I just felt like shit. Yeah. Um so I did I ended up speaking about it and literally just fuck me. I must <laughs> I was crying for hours. Oh, and literally <laughs> like rambling off all, all this stuff to, to my boss. And the company that I did work for, they're, they're a big company and they like have to look after their staff. Within like half an hour, the head of HR was down. She was on the phone to a fucking counselor through work. And she was like, you need to get this sorted. Yeah. Because else you never will. And then I was like seeing a counselor for like last six months. I haven't had to really recently, which is good. I still would, but I feel like if I can kind of like not wean myself off it, but I feel. No, I know what you mean. I I've I've been there myself, and it's almost like you you almost have some form of a security blanket for if you have a bad day or a bad week, because for a long time you almost feel like you're literally just going on and not even repeating yourself, but just just feeling like you've you've you don't need it as much yeah. but you then don't want to lose that because it does become some form of like a non-emotionally attached security blanket and yeah. um, i do understand that yeah um but yeah i feel like like, like i said at the start of this question like i'm in the best spot i've been because everything seems to have just like clicked good and personal life is be like the best it has been like and obviously with recent events of stuff happening i don't have as much stress now yes i have I'm, I'm now self-employed but it's not stress because yeah. i've built it over three years so it's not stress because you remember when me and you were talking last is it last year yeah, last year yeah and you were like just quit just go for it now yeah and i was just like i can't i can't because like I didn't have the confidence and I hadn't built it up as much as I wanted to. Yeah. I knew I was going to do it. I had yeah. to. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think you know as much as anyone, quite a passionate person. Yeah. And when, when you set your mind to something, it was going to happen. Yeah. But I, I'm so like, everything has to be perfect. Yeah. And I, I don't like taking risks because I don't want to create any stress. Yeah. Now that I have, Left, left my job I've got no stress yeah. I, I, this, this life now I currently I feel like I have zero stress 
and stress yeah. is like yeah. my downfall yeah big time and like anxiety uh, my anxiety is not 100% yet <laughs> like, well it is at 100% but it's not <laughs> as in, it's not 100% better yet but that's just, it's just going to come with time and, and adjustment and stuff. yeah because the stuff that I get anxious about is actually fucking pathetic but you can't control that though you can't control that like I think um I think when once you've you've suffered from these particular mindsets and emotions your brain is a very ingrained habit that the minute you get a minute of some form of panic those old habits they're they're very quick to soak in (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. regardless of how in control you are um, as you say as we always say we're, we're allowed to have a bad day we're allowed to have a bad moment it's just learning the coping mechanisms along the way um, so it's, it's for me personally especially since I know you it's really nice because you've never looked so calm that's easy to describe it you look calm <laughs> thank god like, <laughs> like I said I rub off on people people can see it a mile off I think I display I'm very much like me. I'm very transparent. <laughs> yeah, I display my emotions, and I'm incredibly blunt. So yeah. if I'm not happy about something, I'll just say it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do feel a lot more like just. Like, yeah, that's just, what you look like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a massive, just a huge weight lifted this year, and I know it's been the weirdest year ever. Yeah. Like if you'd said to me last year, mate, they're going to shut all the fucking gyms. You can't leave your house. Oh, I know. Oh my god. Told me that last year. No, I would have. I would have met. Like, I had a meltdown. Yeah. But got like I can't believe how well I've got. I've got and this not blowing smoke, but my yeah. own ass. But I can't believe myself how I've got through it, and it's literally turned into the best year of my life. Yeah. Took good. Fucking hell! Anything. <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah, that, that's good. So, touching on slightly what you were talking about earlier. So what? Um, what how did you end up with the sort of weight changes in the past just because i think that might be quite an interesting one for male listeners who maybe go through something similar or have done or yeah someone that they be like a brother or something that they might have that's going through something similar so you mean from like the very start what is yes triggering? within reason within reason <laughs> oh yes so i was born <laughs> now um so I remember I was always like a little bit of a chubby kid. And my dad always just said, oh, it's just puppy fat. You'll just like grow into it. That never happened. And <laughs> I just got chubbier. And then, like I said earlier, I've got a really obsessive personality. And I was like, right, I'm going to lose some weight. And I just took it to fucking the... Yeah, I've seen balls, yeah. And my mom and dad were going to a gym at this point, And me and my brother were members there as well. I was like, right. I'm just going to literally get on a bike and just pedal for the time that my mom and dad are here. And they'd be there for a couple hours. So I would just fucking pedal on this bike for two hours. And I just didn't, I, I, I don't know what my fitness levels must have been. Like. I wouldn't be yeah. able to do that now. Um, but I used to play like a lot of football when I was a kid. So I don't know if that helped, but I, I just literally pedaled. Uh, and, and I actually can't remember like what I ate back then. I was young. Yeah. But, it can't have been a lot of food. I was going to say, like, I, I, that was going to be a question. I was like, what was the food like? But like yeah. Minutes, like yeah. Breakfast, and, breakfast and dinner. And it would just be whatever my mum gave me. 
But like yeah. I remember like scraping food off the plate into the bin, not eating it all, all this sort of stuff. Because I, I could directly see straight away that if I ate less and did more, I'd lose weight. Could you imagine me scraping bits off a plate now? <laughs> Fucking hell, I'll lick, lick it clean. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's not that's not in my nature no, no. <laughs> I'd kill someone if they tried to scrape anything on my plate <laughs> and I remember it getting to a point um, we were on holiday as a family and I remember being like I looked like not good yeah. but I to me in my head I was like man I'm still fat like, I just can't yeah. shift the weight and I remember we'd go on holiday and I'd always I'd, like from early age, I'd go to the gym on holiday. Mm. Like 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Then it got to a point, my mum my got my brother to follow me to the toilet because he thought, that she thought I was being sick after meals and stuff. Yeah. Which it was. But I managed to hide it for so long and then my brother, like... Caught on. Yeah. So then I was like, right, I need to just fucking sort this out. Because I didn't realise that was a bad thing at the time. Yeah. I just thought it was normal. Yeah. Um, I was just like, oh, I think I, I was convinced. I'm very, I, when I was young, I could convince myself of things like very easily. I'm like, no, like, yeah. if you feel ill, you're just going to be sick. And I was just saying I felt ill all the time. Yeah. I probably was ill all the time. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't doing anything, like, wasn't eating. Um, so that was that. Got all the doctor stuff out of the way. And then it was from when I got into like, um, my first line of like work, like career, I used to like run bars, restaurants, nightclubs, hotels. Yeah. That's sort of stuff. And when you're in that environment, you're up till stupid o'clock in the morning. You have whatever the chef's cooking, which is normally layers of fat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, and I, I am a massive foodie. So I used to fucking love working in restaurants. Yeah. Because you said so well, especially when you're at the top of the. Yeah there you just fucking you eat there every day yeah that was my, i would eat there every day like morning afternoon night so yeah. i wasn't watching what i was eating obviously it was a fairly active job but i think when you don't sleep well yeah you can't fucking <laughs> you yeah. are gonna gain fat yeah um, especially with the just with the lifestyle that it was just late nights long hours constantly tired eating whatever was given to you and normally really rich food yeah and just got fat as fuck um yeah. i was like 20 stone at one point i don't even know what that is in pounds i weigh everything in pounds now but when i was a kid it was all um stone, stone. So i'm just yeah. gonna i'm gonna google it now stone in pounds fucking hell 280 pounds <laughs> which was 280 pounds now um so yeah i got heavy <laughs> clearly yeah um and everyone always asks like what was the turning point for you i'm like i don't specifically know there wasn't a time where i was like right yeah but when you work in that industry and it's like late nights and stuff and you're having to get your team of bouncers to throw people out because of something that happened to me you know when someone's in a heated argument yeah they'll say the first thing that comes to their mind about you yeah let's say you've you're wearing glasses or something. You yeah. fucking fried prick, whatever. Or something, yeah. Yeah. I always used to get the same thing. You fucking fat bastard. Yeah. And I was just sick of being called a fat bastard. Yeah. Um, 
And like, obviously all the doormen were into the gym and sort of stuff. And I was like, right, I'm going to get back into the gym. <laughs> not fucking, <laughs> let's not go fucking insane. Um, and I just started talking to the right people and trying to understand about food and how to actually do it. And I, I just felt completely in love with it and yeah. got again, obsessed with it. Yeah. And went down again. I think, to be honest, this is not like a dig at people. I just think it's being honest. 90% of people in bodybuilding have got some sort of eating disorder or disordered eating. 100%. 100%. I could not agree more. If they haven't, yeah, if they haven't still got one, they've had one in the past, and then from that, they've still got that they don't have a good food relationship is probably the way to put it. They, they will yes. definitely not have a good food relationship. This is something that me and Erin are working on um, in complete honesty that, that I've just finally got myself to a really good place with food, like really, really good place with food. Um, on plan, off plan, whatever it is, like my mindset yeah. around meals are is bang on now. Um, yeah. And that's taken me well, 27 years, <laughs> so, but finally got there. But yeah, I do believe that like, that's something that's completely overlooked, completely overlooked. And in my opinion, a lot of coaches, especially for competitors, for competitor clients, that's something that needs to be addressed. Um, because post shows, improvement seasons, even the, the language behind some of these meals that people are having and the approaches that they've got i just think that especially for like my friend adele who I, you've met adele yes i love her so much and i love how she goes about things because she's a competitor but she's got twins so she consciously makes sure that every decision she makes around meals she is not sitting criticizing herself in a mirror. She is not criticizing the food that's on her plate because she's got two daughters that's paying attention to what she's doing. Um, and I think these sort of things are completely and utterly overlooked. Yeah. And yeah, I just, it's, it's a massive issue, a massive issue. Yeah, 100%. Um, couldn't agree more with that. But like when I like first found someone that was like going to help me, I was like, mate, like 14 weeks, I'll, I'm going to do a photo shoot. So that's just get me as lean as I can. Yeah. Um, and it was just a very, like I said, a bro plan. There was no real thought yeah. to it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Which was good. I just ate the same every day. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. But then the problem was, yeah, you can have a cheat meal on a Saturday. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know any fucking different. Yeah. The leaner you get, the fucking harder you cheat. Yeah. And Jesus, I was fucking putting it away like horrendous amounts like not it's not even like not even funny i know yeah. like these people do these challenges on thinking it's a yeah. laugh and it ain't a fucking laugh it's not no. because i was like ill from it yeah and then i remember the day after it i was away with work in manchester and my missus at the time came to stay the night at the hotel and we're like, we'll go out in Manchester the day after. All I did that day was fucking eat. I could, like, literally, she had to tell me to stop at night because I, I couldn't physically stop. I, I it, it was like full was not a thing. Yeah. I could have <laughs> just, yeah. just kept going. And it was just 
terrible. And then that whole six to 12 months after that was terrible until I was just like, man, I'm just being a fucking pig. And it's not enjoyable. And then you end up dieting way sooner than you should because the scales have gone up and you're just fat as fuck. And I did get really fat again. Yeah. Well, not really. uh, Okay. I was out of shape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then it was like, right, diet again. (laughs) And then I've just gone in a vicious cycle over the years. Until I met Joe, um, I've literally just push up for a bit, do a mini cut, but the mini cut would turn into a full-on diet. Yeah. I ended up going on holiday with fucking lines in my ass. But who needs to do that? Yeah. Like, I was so uncomfortable on the plane, I could barely sit. Yeah. And And then I just, just like, man, like, no wonder, like, I haven't grown. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly dieting. And then Joe put me in an off-season for, like, fucking year. Yeah. And it was unreal. <laughs> and it was the best thing I've ever done. Um, so I think if anyone is, like, struggling with their relationship with food or, well, anything, what to do with their training, if they're overthinking everything, which 90% of my clients come to me saying, look, I just... I've been doing this. I've been doing that. I don't know whether to diet. I don't know whether to do this. Okay, well, this is what we're fucking going to do. I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is what we're going to do. And that's all they need. Sometimes yeah. it's just like, this is the plan. Okay. And some of the guys, like, I got one guy very lean last year. And he was like, I could get, like, coming out of it. I said, don't, well, I've got you. And it's been like 13 months now in and off season, no mini cuts, nothing. He's still quote unquote lean. Yeah. But he's put on like 40 pounds. And yeah. he's like, did you think I was going to last this long? And I said, mate, I thought it was going to be about two months. Yeah. And he was like, I just, he was like, I just needed you to say, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I said. Like the answer to a lot of these people's queries is get a coach and yes, an educated yeah. coach and someone who actually cares about the process, not just yes. seeing results from their clients. So that they one get a good rep. Else or, you know, best you've been, do the same next week. Yeah. Yeah. I have, like, I was about to say the word intimate. I don't mean that. I have a very... Intense. Yeah, intense relationship with every single client. Yeah. They can tell me anything. And that's the way I like to do it. Yeah. And that, and that in my opinion, that's how it should be. That is exactly how it should be. Like... Me and Erin have actually done an episode on this, that our relationship is that good that she knows more about me than most. And, like, our coaching is not just about, you know, what I'm eating and what I'm training. Like, if if I'm not feeling great, she knows about it. And she, like, we, we chat it through mentally and physically. Um, like, my goals change from wanting to compete. I still want a good physique, but my main goal is to get a menstrual cycle functioning and to prepare for a family. And she knows that, you know, that's my main goal. Like that has to come first. Like, yes. Okay. I realize I'm not in my thirties yet, but it's not, it's not far from the corner. And if it doesn't function now, then I'm screwed, (laughs) you know, and that has to take priority. But again, having a coach that cares about those things matters a lot. And I think, that's that's the the key to retaining clients. Yes. Yeah. Because I saw so many people lose tens, twenties 
of clients when lockdown happened because yep. they have zero relationship with them. Yep. And I had people who lost their job and were like, I'm still going to do coaching now. And I was like, mate, like, I completely understand if you can't. And I was yeah. like, if you need a month off from pain, I don't care. Yeah. But would a coach who doesn't care about them even say that? No. Like, no, all right, exactly. you've lost your job, fuck off. Yeah. You can't pay me. Oh, well, I ain't coaching you. Exactly. I've had quite a few, and I'm not ashamed to say it, that I've lost a job and I've kept them on and they haven't had to pay for one, two months until they've got their job back. Yeah. Because it doesn't cost me anything. It just costs a bit of time. And I don't, sometimes I don't really care about that because they're going to come back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So, with that said, um, the next question I have for you. So, how, okay. Men are, in my opinion, men are completely overlooked when it comes to mental health. And I do think that is a sad fact, um, especially in the fitness industry, which again, due to current situations is being very much made aware um, to a lot of people. Um, do you feel the same way? And why do you think this is? 100%. Um, so that's the first question. <laughs> so, yes, yep, I do. Straight up answer, yeah. Um, and it's because they're seen as these big guys who fucking are, bi are bigger than most, look like they've got an ego. All they do is eat, bodybuild, inject roids, all this sort of shit. And they don't understand what the fuck's going on in someone's head. Yep. And I think as well with that whole um, substance side of things. Yeah, yep, substance, yep, correct. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, it, it really does play havoc on your emotions. Well, it can do. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's, it's always a reflection of what you naturally are. If you're naturally an angry person and you take PEDs, you're most likely going to be angrier. Yeah. Okay. If you're a stressed person, you're most likely going to be more stressed. And if you've got anxiety, fucking good luck. Because yeah. you are going to be amplified. Because that's what it does. It amplifies everything. Maybe yeah. not everyone, but I would say 90%. It's going to yeah. reflect your natural, how, naturally how you are. Yeah. Um, which in turn, if it is the stress and it is the anxiety and it is all that stuff, it can lead to not nice things happening. Yeah. Um, and because, yeah, like I said, men are meant to look as, well, they're the man, they're the guy in charge, all this sort of shit. It's bullshit. Yeah. I think men mentally are in a way worse position than most females. In, the I, fitness industry. in a way, I actually am inclined to agree with you. Because I had this, I was on another podcast and we were chatting about this. And I think that because of, I don't know, the sort of alpha male feel or whatever it is, like females are known to be hormonal because, well, that's, that, that's just what it is. It's just, it's just how it is, right? And some are you know, more in tune with it than others. Some people have a bit more control of it than others and men are in no way different. Um, but the problem for men is that, especially 
men in the fitness industry because they are alpha males like these are all alpha males and i think then in my opinion if a female is in their life they should be breaking that down i feel like i know that that's something that i do with my partner like he's very much an alpha male he's very stubborn (laughs) he's a taurus as am i um but sometimes i have to just sit and then be like no you have to chat like let's we've got to talk this shit this stuff through like we're not going to get we, we don't argue me and him we've, we never argue i think we've had two arguments in our entire relationship yeah one of which was because he said i couldn't have ice cream you don't do that <laughs> oh, <no, no. laughs> you don't do that no 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 um it's a dangerous dangerous thing to do um but you know like I think because I have an approach that regardless of how he is as a person, he needs to learn that it's okay to talk about things and it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to have a bad week. Um, you know, and men have their cycles as well with or without additionals, like so additional substances, like you guys do have your cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if without this sounding too blunt, I think it'd be quite good for men like yourself to be a bit more open to people, even like whether it be a friend or family member. Family members seem to be the tough one for you guys. Yeah. Family members seem to be the tough one for you guys. There's, you don't want to, it's almost like a protective thing for yeah. your families, in my opinion, that you don't want to bring that negative energy or you don't want to appear like you have negative energy around your families which seems to be a common um from the men that i've spoken to for this series it seems to be the common mindset that you don't want to bring that to your family again i don't know if that's to do with the alpha male side of you yeah Um, i was I, i remember saying to someone at the time that I was like coming out with all this stuff, that I was just like, I don't want to feel like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And I don't want other people to think there's something wrong with him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that is, but when I scroll through Instagram and Instagram stories and stuff, and I see some of these males, I just think, fuck me, there's actually some, like, there's something wrong with him. Yeah. Like, that he's not addressing. Yeah. And, just comes down to men don't want to talk normally because they are fucking stubborn. Yeah. I'm incredibly stubborn. Yeah. And I don't like being told what to do. Yeah. And if someone says, oh, mate, just, just talk to me about it, fuck off. Like, yeah. I'll talk when I'm ready to talk. Yeah. But sometimes that could take fucking months. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Um, so, but I think the family thing, it's difficult. I don't want my mom and dad thinking, this guy's a fucking fruitcake. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> because with some of the shit that goes on in my head or has gone in my head, they'd think, Jesus, he needs help. And yeah. I don't want anyone to ever think that about me because it's a sign of weakness to a man. This is what I'm saying. This is why I think it's something to do with the alphas in you is that you don't want to have a form of weakness. And again, I, th- I don't know if it's just my way of thinking, but whenever I think that's why I think females can be a bit different because we 
we are quite good at talking. Well, most of us. I'm not going to say all of us. That's not that's not correct. Most of us are good at expressing that something is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and most don't um, have a filter. So what was that? Most females don't have a filter. Yeah. You're no. Definitely. That. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I would be inclined to agree with that, but. I do think that for men, you do have that filter. And I think that is where the issue lies. Um, for me, anyway. Um, again, everybody's situation is different, men or women. It doesn't matter. It's totally irrelevant because every we, we all have our stories and we all have whatever's led us to where we are now to have issues. Um, but what do you think would help? for men in this industry? Like, what do you think would help? Because especially after, um, you know, current situations with people passing um, and, you know, what that's, how that's left people around them, um, you know, there must be something that can be done to prevent that as much as possible anyway. Yeah, because it's difficult because I think, if something like that is ingrained in someone's head that they're going to do, yeah, there's not really much that's going to stop them. That's how <laughs> I feel about it. Yeah, but I think there's ways to prolong it potentially, and if they prolong it, it might eradicate it. Yeah. Um, but it's difficult, man. Because, well, you'll know. Try and tell a man to talk, like yeah, it's difficult, but that, yeah. I think it's. If you see someone struggling, because it, normally it's so clear to see, and I'm quite open with it now yeah. because I feel like it helps. Because I always used to be afraid of people are going to think he's just doing that for attention. Yeah. Well, yeah, I am. Because <laughs> if someone comes and fucking talks to me about it, which because they've paid attention, and if they've gone, you know what, mate, are you actually all right? Yeah. That's what I need sometimes. Yeah. And it's okay to be. Because it's selfish, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And just fucking don't care if people share it and say, oh, he's fucking Crimea River, bro, or whatever. Yeah. The thing I, is, if you were going to open up, I de- like normally it's going to be someone who's going to listen anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because I, sometimes, you know, people will message me who I don't know. I haven't got a clue who they are. <laughs> and they'll say, bro, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, man. But if it's someone... Genuine. Yeah, that I can relate to, or yeah. I've, you know, we spoke, or we have a good relationship already. Then yeah, I'll probably open up. Yeah. Um, but I think some people probably message you just because they want to know the goss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the amount of questions I used to get. You know, when you put up a Q and A. Yes. Like, <laughs> what happened with you and your missus? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know yeah. what I, mean? I, I don't know who you are, bro. Yeah. If it's because you want to get in there, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in terms of what we can do, I mean, just keep encouraging people to fucking talk. I remember Hollingshead was sharing a lot of stuff to do with that. And he did an unbelievable video, like a film. No, it wasn't like, a, well, it was like in, in the, it was filmed in the way of a film. Sure. Um, yes, that's the word. Um, I'm, I'm looking for it now. Uh, that was it. James Hollingshead, man up. Just fucking watch that. 
because it will be it will really it hit home me i like what was it called man up man up if you type in james hollingshead man up on youtube it's a seven minute 39 video okay and it's done by someone called peter farrow and it yeah it was like wow an eye opener big time okay i'll add that into the description of this so people have got it yeah definitely just watch it because it's quite an eye-opener and it's like, wow, okay, shit. Yeah. Maybe I have to sort my shit out. Because you can get so... And it is about being, like, consumed by everything bodybuilding. I think... And not I don't know if this is something that would sound like it would work to you, but I think... Um, maybe not keeping a diary, but having some form of journal for alpha males that when they can't approach another person... Just being able to get it, because I think the issue is you keep a lot locked up in your head and it's not good for anyone, regardless, man or woman. So I think being able to get it out and put it on paper to sort of reevaluate on a better day and looking back and be like, well, actually, it wasn't that bad. That was a bit of yeah. an exaggeration. Um, or, you know, yeah, that was actually that bad. But why was it that bad? Like, why did it bother me so much? Yeah. Um, at least then that way you're getting that advice, attention, whatever, but from yourself, that if there is actually underlying issues, when you approach someone, you're like, no, this is actually a problem and this is why. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's something that I have thought about a lot for men. Um, it's, di it's just difficult to tell a guy what to do. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, although I, I don't think I'm too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I well, think. I think it's just again, it's everybody's different. Yeah, but yeah, most men are stubborn. Yes. 100%. Especially ones that are in this this industry, I think more so than. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I could not agree more. Well, going on to something a bit more cheerful, what Thank does the future God. look like for Christian? <laughs> And that's well, again. Like 20, 2020 is like a new chapter for me. I feel like, like, oh, it's so cringe. Like, I feel like, like my life's kind of like restarted. Good. Yeah. I would agree with that. And like, like last year was a pretty big year. Like, bought my first house, blah, blah, blah. Moved in on Valentine's Day when I was single. Don't do that. Fucking hell. Depressing. And then I had a lot of hiccups last year, a lot, and a lot of things that I'm not a regretful person at all. I don't, I'm just very much, well, I don't care. I did that. Everything happens for a reason, all this sort of stuff. But there's a lot of things that happened last year that I really regret. And I promised myself, like, that ain't going to fucking happen again. Um, and this year, that, at the start of the year, something significant was removed from my life forever which is really good and it's yeah. helped me a lot because it was toxic um and what ended up like, putting me in the worst place um and it gave me a, i think like a kick up the fucking ass and be like i'm so much better than that yeah and i've just got to fucking go for it so i went for it in a big way and was like made some very lofty goals and i was like it has to be done by the end of the year and they've been ticked off and it's fucking 
July. That's amazing. So fuck you, goals. I think it's about setting realistic goals for a start. Yeah. And ones that are like completely fucking stupid. Because a lot of these people that I see, like fair play for making a goal, but mate, fucking be real. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, it's just, I'm a, I'm a realist and I only do yeah. things that I think are in my scope to do. Yeah. Um, you know, in the last month, just fuck it. Well, in the last five months of just building the business up to a level where I'm like, I don't need to work. I can work myself and even I be even more comfortable. It's yeah. gone ridiculous. And I, I often think it's imposter syndrome at the moment. And I think someone's going to come around my house and find out that I'm a, I'm a fraud or something. Yeah. And I have nightmares about it. But Because um, <laughs> I feel like things are, are, are too Run good. Too well, yeah. And I think something's going to come and fucking hit me in the, in the face. But And then, so, you know, quit my job of three years and now I don't work for anyone. I, you know, I do what I want at what time and... I organise my own days and I just feel so good and, you know, went out and actually treated myself <laughs> to something and, <laughs> and now that, I don't know, I just feel like this year, it is going to get better because I've already set new goals for the end That's of the amazing. year. But I'm very content right now. But content doesn't mean lazy. Yeah. I'm, Always you're content, but you're not satisfied. More. You've still got more to. You've still got more in the tank. Yes, satisfied. I have got the satisfaction of never being satisfied. Never in my satisfied. opinion, that's the best way. Like you can be content and happy with where you're at, but you should always want more progression. You should always want progression. In my opinion. I'm, in my opinion, you're just going backwards because you're not keeping up with everything. Yeah. So that's why I love doing stuff like this. Yeah. Podcasts, I think, are amazing reach. Yeah, uh, and I think it helps coaches. I think because people will might listen to this and be like, "Man, I really relate to that Lucy and what she's doing." I yeah. think I'd coach by her over anyone else because I say this to all my clients: no one comes to me for my physique. Yeah, if they want to go for something, they go to fucking I don't know Jamie Durego. Yeah, because he's got an incredible physique. I don't, and I'm okay with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I've been through every single fucking scenario you can think of. Yeah. And it's normally something that they can relate to. Yeah. And it is about being relatable, I think, with coaching. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> and it's nice to see you, like I say, looking so content and so happy. Um, do you want to let the listeners know where they can find you? Not at my house. Um, <laughs> Not at my house. <laughs> no. um, to be fair, I only, I only really use Instagram, um, yeah. which is coached by Christian. I do everything through there. Um, don't ask me questions about my food or how I cook things, because you're going <laughs> to roll me up. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I literally, oh, I get all my inquiries through, through Instagram, to be honest. Um, so if anyone wants to hit me up with any questions, or just need to chat. Yeah. Hit me up. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I didn't. Did I say what my did I say what my Instagram name was? Yeah, Coach by Christian. <laughs> I don't think I did. Coach by Christian. Yeah. That's it. Find me on there. Amazing. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me on.